Hi, I'm Angela Lee and welcome to the Will to Live podcast where we share with you the gifts of living. I speak to inspiring wellness leaders, mums, celebrities, business people, super grannies and more to help you live your potential, connect to your purpose and bring joy to your life. Discovering your will to live a fulfilling life starts now. Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Will to Live podcast and today we have Mark Davo Davis who's a bit of a guru, a bit of a legend, been around the industry 30 years. Hi, Davo. Hey, Angela. How are you going? Yes, good, good. Thanks for joining us today. So the reason I got Davo on is I really love, um, one, he's a great guy, and um, he does an, this series called Elder's Perspective with um, Ian O'Dwyer, another one of my favourites, and they really do some oh, they really do some great stuff. And I thought, what a great person to get on today to talk about his experiences in the industry because he's Mark's actually a physiotherapist and educator who's been in the industry for 30 years. He's got 30 years experience as a clinician and developed effective rehabilitation systems for individual sports and industries. He was the founder of Springboard Physiotherapy and Rehab, one of the first physiotherapy clinics set up inside fitness centres in Australia. He's co-creator of the popular M-Swing group exercise program. He's got heaps of other stuff. His bio is so extensive. He's lectured, he's mentored people. He's, he's also a music tragic and works for Peanuts as a roadie and sound guy with his daughter's heavy metal band. So he's, he's a jack of all trade. And I'm just really grateful to get him on today to share I guess some some wise words and lesson learns of someone who's been in the industry for, for 30 years, I suppose. That's where we're going to go, Mark. Oh, good. So, well, thanks for the very, very kind intro there, Ange. And um, that's great to be here without OD. I, like, I've been carrying him for years, but generally I can't get a word in. <laughs> oh, he's got the dig in in the first minute. He's one, one up, one up. Now, it's so good. And I think I guess I wanted to have you on because... You know, with our industry, we're both passionate. We love our industry to be a part of. There's great people. We love what we do. And, you know, for someone who's been around for over 30 years, I think you just have so many great things to share. And I'd just sort of love for you to sort of share, you know, you've been around for this time. What are some of the, I guess, you know, biggest things that you've experienced in your career um, and the shifts that occur? Because we're going through a bit of a changing time now. So I think it's interesting to talk about you know, change is inevitable and, you know, some of the, I guess, experiences on your journey. Yeah, well, I guess, um, you know, and, and change is inevitable. We're at a period of time at the moment where there's um, incredible flux, you know, there's extraordinary things happening in the world at the moment and it's really like it's rattled a lot of people to the core. Um, and I think that's an interesting time because you can really, um, I guess, unveil a whole heaps of things that uh, drive people. You know, it drives their behaviour, mm-hmm. uh, it informs their deeper decision making, and it really affects the way they don't just behave around others, but the way they behave around themselves. And, you know, from my perspective at the moment, um, one of the biggest things that I'm seeing in my clients as a physio is lots of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I deal with a lot of older people, and the older people who are seeing us at the moment um, aren't necessarily seeing us to get relief for their, um, their back issues, or their sore neck or their sore shoulder. Mm. More than anything, they want some reassurance from someone. Mm. And, you know, I've spent most of this week um, simply chatting to people, just being with them in their space and, you know, talking about the way that, um, that, that I'm approaching things, the way that my family's approaching things. And, you know, I guess giving them the idea that, um, like all things, we'll, we'll work through this. We, we always come out the other side. There is another side, but mm. everything's in a cycle. You need to experience the cycle. So it's not just everything changes, but everything evolves. Mm. Things evolve out of change, always. And something will happen because of it. 
And years down the track, we're all going to be looking at this and saying, oh, wow, you know, here's, here's what I learned. Here's the things that I noticed. And um, here's the great things that happened. Here's some stuff that really got triggered in me that I wasn't aware was in me. Now I know what I need to do the work on. Yeah, no, that's a, maybe that's a great place to start because obviously we had this podcast um, booked um, before like some of these, I guess, big changes happen. So I think that would be really useful in, in terms of sharing with people how you are approaching it. Let's start with your clients, like how you are approaching it with them because I think there'd be some really useful tools because not only how you approach, like for the trainers, that would be useful how they're approaching it with their clients. But there, I think there's all there's people out there that have got teens, they've got their families and just, you know, an overall approach. I think I'd love to hear what you're doing there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, I'll start with my clients and then we'll, then we'll chat about the family. How's that? Sounds good. Well, that feel okay. So I guess, you know, with clients and a trap for early clinicians and um, early trainers who are working with people is to use only the tools that you've learned you know, to use the tools that you've learned, to use your scripts and I guess at the start to fall back on them and hope that they work. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, as you evolve as a professional, bit by bit, your own personality comes into what you do and your own life experiences come into the things that you do as well. Um, and all of us have ridden out different life experiences, but I guess the less experienced you are and the younger you are, um, you just haven't had as many years under your belt or experienced as many things. So you're simply dealing with a really small sample of where things can go. And particularly in the world of PT um, and also in the world of physio, you know, a younger professional is going to be working generally with older clients who've been through stuff. Mm. Um, and they'll respond to stuff that's around you as well. So how you hold yourself and how you carry yourself, you know, goes a long way to where, where you end up with your clients. And what I found is, um, you know, when there's change of foot, there's nothing like slowing down, taking some breaths, and truly listening to your client. Let your client feed the words that's going to uh, sway the conversation or steer the conversation. Um, it's more important to let them take some charge than you to put perspective on the way that they're feeling. Um, spoon feeding people information you know, can be really useful when they're hungry for information and things are going well. But really, I guess, putting a perspective on the way that they're feeling, putting a perspective on what they're experiencing in their life from your point of view, when you can reflect it into their needs from your point of view, I think that goes a long, long way. Mm -mm. I think that's so important. Funny you say that I just had a team call with sort of some of the team that I'm mentoring. And one of the things that we talked about was opening, really making sure you're opening up dialogue with your clients and asking them, asking them how they're feeling, what they need for support. You know what I mean? Because we can go in there. I think with trainers, like they can, they want to help, don't they? You know, they're great hearted people. They really want to help. But you know, sometimes they just need to take that step back, like you said, and, and breathe and really listen to what's going on for their client. Yeah, look, I couldn't agree more. And taking a step back, like it can be a, a leap of faith for a PT as well, for a trainer as well. Mm. Um, you've got to trust that when you do take the step back that you'll be able to deal with what happens. So mm. you're actually putting yourself in a space where you've got less control. But what's going to happen is you're now calling on um, your intuitive nature. You know, you're calling on your heart nature because now you're actually connecting and having to respond with things in real time. Mm. Always have a plan. Mm. You have a plan sitting there. That's your fallback. Mm. but evolve with the plan. So the person in front of you will basically lead the conversation. And what I've been saying this week is what's your take on it? Mm. You know, I've got, I've got had an 82 year old client um, yesterday um, mm. 
is saying, look, my doctor's told me I'm going to need to go home. I'm going to need to stay there for a couple of weeks. You know, what, what, what do you think is going to happen? I said, well, what do you think is going to happen? And she said, oh, well, I think I'll, um, I'll watch some TV and I'll read some books. And I said, do you do that many days? She said, I do that on lots of days. I love doing that. And I said, okay, so you're going to be able to stay at home and do a lot of things that you enjoy. I said, have you got a phone that works? She says, yeah, well, yes, I do. I said, um, you can call up some people as well. You know, why don't you book in some phone calls with some relatives? You know, with some of your friends so so that you're chatting you know so you're talking to people and so that you're doing some things that are similar to what you'd normally experience and she feeds the information and oh, i suppose i could get you know some of my, my my winter clothes out get those ready i said absolutely you know be ready for when winter comes and the other side of this you want to go take a nice knock up walk up at noosa along the river the wind will be blowing you'll be able to get your jumpers on be able to get your scarves on if you get it all ready now you can enjoy it when it comes strike while the iron's hot and that basically leads the conversation. Yeah. And it's, let's do some stuff that's going to keep you comfortable while you're there. Now you've had this sore back. Let's do some things in the background. And if you need some support, you can call me as well. And I'll return your call. Um, and, and that puts it in a position where the client's now got some control. Mm. That's so good how you reframe that too into such a positive situation. And I think those opportunities are there for so many of just in day-to-day life, but as well as our clients about looking at it from that perspective. Is that sort of how you approach it sort of with yourself as well? Like how are you approaching it with what's going on? What's your, I'll ask you what you ask your clients. What's your take on what's going on, Davo? <laughs> oh, look, my take of what's going on is that when you live in, I guess, uh, a world where there's a lot of population, where there's a lot of urbanisation and people are really close together, mm. like it's inevitable that you're going to share things. Mm. You know, so we, we've had massive sharing of information over the last 20 years. Um, we're very connected. Everything's instantaneous. And that's, that's, that's a thing that can be used for good. It can be used for a little bit of not so good as well. Mm-hmm. The fact is that also brings people closer together in physical proximity. And you can't bank that the person next to you is hygienic. You can't bank on the person next to you not being, you know, someone who, you know, wishes you bad things. Like you can't bank on anything. But mm. most people wish you good things. Most people are pretty hygienic. You know, most people, when they're going about their business, want the best for you, for their kids and so on. So the way that I see it at the moment, that this stuff's inevitable. Mm. It it can't not happen, but Mm. you can't isolate yourself from a world either. Mm. Um, If you want to be part of it, you're part of it in every manifestation that the world has. And that's um, linking with other people's belief systems. Mm. It's linking with other people, well, people's ways of life, how they feed themselves, what they do. Mm-hmm. So I'm finding that um, from my perspective, it's looking at a lot of acceptance in this is simply the nature of things. These things can happen. And, you know, if you look at the data, what's basically happening is the people in the world who are a little younger, under 60, are basically going to take one for the team so that older people can be in a position where they're much more likely to come through this in a good position come out the other end healthy and come out of the other end with some immunity because they've contacted it, they've contracted it Mm. and they've been able to actually ride through it. Um, Mm. We're seeing a lot of selfishness, um, but that's a judgment on other people as well. People are working from fear. And I think to have some understanding of there may be things in their past and in their lives that they really, really need to protect. Um, Mm. And that's their way of doing it. So if you're a person who can stay calm in a crisis, like your role is to stay calm in the crisis and mm. lead by example. It's not a time to be pointing fingers at people and judging them, mm. you know, and judging them, I guess, on stuff that um, you have no awareness of. You can't know what someone's been through. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting you say that because we, um, someone that I know quite closely recently, like eighteen months ago, lost his sister at thirty eight, and then her husband died not so long ago, and he went out in a fear based thing and bought stuff, right? So when everyone was criticising, you know, people have been saying all that stuff, which I do understand both sides of the story, but I'm also very understanding of why he went and did that at this particular time as well, you know, and he's got to understand that. So it's really interesting, like what you said about trying to understand other people's perspective, yet there's, you know, like, and I totally know that they're people who are doing that are taking away from all the others and, you know, we've all got to work together, but it is interesting looking at why people do that, you know, and delving into why people have that fear-based response because we don't know what's going on in their world and trying to have that bit of compassion as well. You're right. And, and if, if there's one, I guess, really big advantage with this, mm. every single person's in this together. Mm. We're all in it. It's mm. not just poor me. I've got to you know, go and isolate myself. We're all in it. Yeah. So everyone's going to be going through something. So, you know, you can actually wear the other person's shoes just a little bit. Mm. They might have some fears for their kids or their older uh, parents or, or whatever, or themselves, their job. You know, mm. all of that's there. Um, mm. We're lucky. We're in a country where there's, there's a fair bit of goodwill and there's support. And mm. in the industry that we sit in, you know, we're an industry that helps people. The mm. fitness industry helps people in a really upbeat way. It's sensational. Um, you know, physio, allied health, we help people in, in ways that, you know, I guess help relieve pain, help relieve suffering. Well, mm. here's an opportunity to, again, lead by example and hold the line, you know, hold, hold, hold the center ground mm. and, and be there for people. And you help yourself when you do that because the behavior that you're modeling is behavior on the inside that you'll end up manifesting in yourself. Mm. And are there any sort of, I guess, for you personally or how you're approaching things or how you're approaching your business that have changed in sort of the last week? I wash my hands a bit more. Wash your hands a bit more. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> wash my hands. The, the biggest thing that's changed for me is um, like I'm a handshaker. I yeah. love shaking people's hands. I always shake their hands. Hello. I yeah. shake their hands. Goodbye. It's almost like, you know, it's a, it's a welcoming thing and I'm going for the handshake all the time and then pulling it back. And I feel, I feel sad that I can't connect in that way. And yeah. so I'm, but I'm not going the elbow. The elbow looks so. I tried it with one client, and we looked at each other and went, "Oh, this sucks. This is just pathetic." Not going to work. Yeah, we did that to start again. So I walked back to my room. They went back to their chair. We came back in and waved at each other. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's pretty silly for us anyway in clinics. So we're we're modelling the behaviour of you know social distancing. But mm -hmm. then their shirts off. You're over the top of them. You got them in bear hugs. You're holding their head. You pull on their ears. You know. Yeah. So, so the proximity is really, really close. So for me, I'd wash my hands a lot anyway mm. over the course of the day, but um, I'm washing it longer and I'm washing it in a way where my clients can see it happening mm -hmm. so that they can see that this stuff's in the background as well and we're all paying attention. You know, we've got our room smelling like beautiful tea, tea tree and eucalyptus at the moment. The whole place smells like a disinfectant, but people yeah. walk in and go, oh, great, so you've done some work on the place. Absolutely, we scrub the walls nightly while you're not here. Yeah, no, that's, um, no, that's interesting. Yeah. And have you sort of thought about, you know, sort of contingency type plans, you know, in your business, or are you just sort of sitting and, you know, rolling with the, with the changes? Cause they're ever changing. Like every day there's sort of a new development on what is or isn't allowed, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not a contingency guy. You're not, yeah. You're not a contingency guy. You're just a, I'm a, what happens today guy. 
<laughs> well, I mean, stuff happens, but what you've done in the past is your contingency. So whatever you've set up for yourself, whatever, where you live, what you do, what your car is, I mean, that's what it is. And now they're the, they're the tools that you're going to use. Isn't that right, Lottie? Yes. <laughs> they're the tools that you'll use. So, you know, my contingency is uh, we're in a position where, you know, I guess mortgage-wise, we're a bit ahead on our mortgage. We'll end up redrawing on it and paying more money in the long run. Um, but it'll be enough to keep us by. So, you know, with my business, I work as, as a contractor. So if I don't work, I don't get paid. Um, and there is no income. But what do you do? You know, so we, we'll have enough to get by. Um, and we've gone through quite a few, I guess, circumstances in our lives where we've had major changes where we've had to basically um, start again, you know, three or four times in our lives. And, and that was our decision to do that, by the way. Mm. I guess no contingency guy. There is a contingency. We trust the process. Mm. We trust each other. Um, we look for flow. We have a plan, but we don't necessarily rely 100% on the plan and try and make it happen all the time. We've got yeah. a plan sitting there to fall back on, but it's, it's looking for the positions of flow. So, you know, we, we, we sold businesses in Sydney um, at, a, at, you know, a rock bottom price so that we could move out of Sydney to go to a, a, a school in the country for our daughter. Mm. You know, the school shut down. We sold our house at a loss and moved to Queensland um, so that we could do things again. But bit by bit, you know, you, you realise what you have inside when you're put under those, those circumstances. And most people will do okay. Everyone's going to be all right. We've got safety nets. Mm. Um, and for the business point of view, it's just a business. Mm. You know? I'll, I'll still be able to speak to people and I'll still be able to do physio work when we're at the other side of this. So, mm. you know, we might have a harder year this year, but you know, we've got a government that's kind of helping us out a little bit. Mm -hmm. We've got family and neighbours who are all pretty good. Um, our kids are safe, they're healthy. And all of those things you've done over the last year or two in terms of keeping yourself healthy, um, building up the, the, the background of, I guess, um, immunity that you need in your system, getting some sunshine, it's going to get, get back to some really nice basic things. Mm. And it's going to cause all of us just to slow down that little bit. So, mm. you know, it, it may be helpful in some ways as well. There's no way I'm not going to get coronavirus. I'm dealing with elderly people all of the time. I'm in close contact. Mm. Um, so I'll be taking my 14 days when it happens and just popping it on the chin. Yeah. I think that's so important for, you know, that message to get out there. Like, you know, you have restarted a few times for different reasons and everything's still okay. You're still, you know, highly successful in our wonderful industry. And, you know, we have to, I guess, ride with the ups and downs of life and the ups and downs in in business and you like i think what you said there just accepting that those things happen and you know what can we do like something you said there that i think would be really useful to share with the guys too i'm going a bit random here is when you said look for the flow can you sort of expand on that because i think that would be really helpful to people listening okay um Flow is an interesting thing, isn't it? You know, go yeah. with the flow. It's almost a throwaway line that, um, you know, be laid back, go with the flow. But flow occurs in, in everything that you do. Flow, flow is a pathway to harmony. Mm. Right? So if you consider like circumstances and situations, things will present as events in three ways. Mm -hmm. There'll be inertia, there'll be motion, and there'll be harmony. They're the three states that events go through, no matter what the event is, whether it's a relationship, a job, a life, um, you know, a world event. Mm. Things start out as having nothing there. That's inertia. Things aren't changing. Mm. And if things aren't changing, nothing changes. 
But that's an illusion. Everything always changes. We know that. Everything's evolving. So what you've got when things are in inertia, when you feel like I can't move forward, there's nothing happening here, what you've got is the potential for things to happen. Okay? And that potential eventually comes to a position and it's called liminal space. It's the space between two, um, two actions, two thoughts, two potential things where something moves to the next phase. There's this little bit of space in between. Mm-hmm. that's where the flow is it might be weeks to get a flow it might be months it might be days or it might be seconds in a conversation for the flow to continue mm. all right but in that space that's where um you're drawing on a different part of yourself mm. that, that, that's where if you like you're drawing on your intuitive nature it's the bit before the thought that comes through mm. um and when it does come through it opens up potential so it opens up potential and then you're into a phase called motion because things are now happening. And at the moment, the world's in motion. Mm. There was always the potential for this thing to happen. Mm. There was a state of inertia with it. We didn't have a pandemic, but mm. now there is. So now you're in motion. Motion's chaos. Mm. Right? Motion could also be you know, a, a startup business on a trajectory where everything's growing super fast. Amazing things happening. All these ideas are happening. Mm. You know, so a visionary person takes things from um, inertia mm-hmm. into motion. But once it's in motion, you need to try and manage it. Mm. Right? So when things are, are in motion and things are chaotic, that's where management comes in. Good management practices, team building. You're relying on people and having roles. And that's exactly where we find ourselves right now. Mm. We're in a position where we're getting more information and the people who are in a position to manage things are now starting to call the shots. So out of chaos, bit by bit comes order. Mm. And out of order eventually comes harmony all right and it's this pathway this this flow works through it where it's things are working easier here i can get to the supermarket easier the panic's gone down all right it's starting to flow well people are being a little bit nicer to each other because you're going you know what i'm accepting this i've been through this and here's someone else who's just told me their story and they're going through it as well Mm. when you get to the other side of it harmony is what comes out of it all so harmony becomes a new level i guess of acceptance you're accepting what's happening and it's in a position where not only does it have, I guess, a life of its own, but it's got a life of its own that perpetuates in itself in a way that's positive. Mm. And if it's the people around them. So mm. we'll have a system where we'll have this flat, uh, flattish curve with this virus that's happening at the moment. Mm. That's, that's the harmonious part. If you get that, the mm. medical system can work well. People are going about their business and making the changes they need to. And at the other end of it, the positive will be, there'll be an awful lot of goodwill that comes out of it. Mm. You know, there'll be an awful lot of self-reflection from people for what's really important in my life. Mm. Um, and it's in that space, going from the harm, going from the, the, the motion, the chaos, into the harmony eventually, mm. that's where you want wisdom. Mm. That, that's where people who've been through things in the past have incredible stories to tell. Mm. You know, people who've been through world wars people who've come to our country as refugees and they tell you their stories Mm. and what happened when they came out the other side. And it takes time. These are big cycles. And you know yourself, Angela, you know, with the um, incredible experiences that you've had over the last 10 years, Mm. um, the experiences, there's things you prefer not to happen, but they do happen. Mm. And you change because of them. You Mm. change because of it. And if you can believe in large cycles, Mm. and you can believe in that amount of growth, you do find positions of harmony. But you have to allow those motions to move through you. Yeah, I think that's so important for people to understand that, it, you know, there is harmony 
there is harmony to come. Like this is only temporary. It's not like a, a permanent nature. And I, I actually think it's really important to, you know, to try and look like what you said, what is important and look for the opportunities. And certainly when I see this happening, all I see is an opportunity for people to, to reprioritize things, to look internally, to, you know, maybe have a greater connection with, with their families or, you know, the, the planet or themselves. And, you know, that's kind of where I start to go with why it's happening. And I think, you know, if we start to think like that, then we can sort of, I feel a bit um, greater peace while all that's happening because there's all these wonderful things that can be happening at the same time. And you always tend to find that. I know when I went through everything with my son, there was such awful things happening, but at the most at the time there were such beautiful things happening concurrently because I was so present and I was so appreciative every moment. You know what I mean? So I think it's sort of like we can approach things like that now. I'm not really sure if that's a question. That was just a comment, but you go with it. Let's find some flow. And I, and I think it's, it's a wonderful comment that, you know, your personal experience starts changing things and mm. you'll find at this point in time, you know, people who've experienced some loss in their life and worked and worked through the processes around it and done the work, mm. um, they'll be the people with the calmer heads, mm. you know, and they're the people who, I guess, again, are more likely to be able to share and not criticise mm. um, and realise that, again, people are going through something in the background that they haven't necessarily had to deal with in the past and they're hoping someone else can deal it for them and the moment they think of themselves mm. you know so self-acceptance is the first type of acceptance mm. so you know realizing that you know i'm an individual these people operate outside of me i've got needs and wants mm. sitting there you can also be quite selfish because your figure my needs are the most important mm. when 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 you can go from that and then accept yourself in others so mm. you're behaving in this way but other people are responding in these ways. How are they seeing me? Mm. Uh, you know, how, how, how is my behaviour affecting them? Mm. And is the way that's coming back to me really reflecting what I'm all about? You know, because the world's a mirror. It'll put back mm. what you put out. Um, mm. and your clients will mirror what's happening in you. And in mm. the long run, you go to another stage where you're accepting others in yourself. Mm. You're accepting that, you know, this person has emotions just like me. Um, I'm part of something this person's part of. I'm part of a society. I'm part of a, a species. You know, mm. I'm part of a planet. And in fact, I'm not actually any different. I'm part of a larger thing. Mm. Um, and when you can get to that level, I think acceptance becomes very, very easy. You're not just self-accepting. You're accepting other people and you're accepting the whole situation mm. as being something that's growth, it's inevitable, and you've got a, a role in the solution. Yeah, no, that's so good. So apart, like, you know, obviously there's the acceptance side of things. So people accept what's going on to trust the process. You know, you mentioned earlier, like this was inevitable change, you know, and sort of, I guess it's rolling with it. Is there anything that you would, I guess, a piece of advice that you would give to people and in particular trainers and wellness professionals of, of things that they can do to help manage themselves during this time? Because I think they're in a real, I always look at us as being in a privileged position because we people come to us for, for help, don't they? So, like, I'd love to hear sort of what your take is on that. Um, well, absolutely, people come to us for help. You know, that, that, that's why they're seeing us, because they see us as being, you know, an expert in, in an area. They mm. just like we might go to a dentist, they're an expert in, in their area and so on. So people do see us as an expert. Mm. Um, the thing to think of, I guess, is that um, put on a hat. You know, put, put on a hat of leadership. Mm. No matter how old you are, no matter how much experience you have, if you're working with clients and they're seeing you in a professional capacity, you are a leader. Mm. All right. So as a leader, it's, um, it's playing a role. 
and you may be a little bit fearful in the background, but open that up. Now, I, I open that up a little bit and explore it in yourself. Talk to the people around you about, you know, why, um, why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Ask them about how they're dealing with things, how they're coping with things. So you've at least, I guess, unloaded. Um, and you've unloaded in a trusting and, a, and, and, a, and an environment that's supportive for you. Mm-hmm. And then take that environment. Take that environment that becomes the position that you work for with your client in the room. And you may be now acting in the role of someone who's a uh, mentor to you. Uh, who's a, 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 an older brother, an older sister figure, an auntie, an uncle figure, a mum or a dad figure, someone who you revere in your life. What would they do in this situation? Mm. All right, Because the person who's across from you, they're having the same fears as, as you had. So what can you do to help that out? So put yourself in someone else's shoes, mm. the shoes of a leader who's able to, to listen, yeah. is able to sit in the space. And what I'd say is in the background, Give yourself some silent time, mm-hmm. breathe with it, and stop, shut up, and listen. <laughs> mm. Because your client will open the solutions for you, the way you can work with them. Sometimes the most cathartic moments you'll ever have with clients is the fact that they've been listened to. Mm. That's so powerful. And I think the more that, and I think for the trainers as well, if they can just focus on looking after them and, but everyone, if everyone can focus looking after them, but then being able to be present with the people that they're talking to so we can communicate and listen, not just to clients, but to, but to everyone, I think we can all work together to try and, you know, get through this solution rather than panicking to each other. Like it's breathing, like you said, and then just trying to hold space and listen to other people to offer that bit of support. And that's where I see another wonderful opportunity in this situation people can be more conscious of doing that whereas we might not before like to me it's opened up so many behaviors that we can become more conscious of to start implementing that are going to serve us really well moving forward oh look you're seeing some great stuff out there you know a good friend of mine in the fitness industry um bell fong is uh cooking food for people she's cooking food for people and asking anyone who knows her who knows someone who might be um you know, a little bit um, short on food or a little bit um, challenged with, with preparing things, let her know. And if it's around the North Shore of Sydney, she'll go and deliver it to them. She'll cook and deliver for them, leave it at the front. Um, and, and it brings out the best in people as well. And, and you start modelling that around you. Mm. Wow, you know, someone's doing something selfless. I'll do something selfless. Mm. You know, bit by bit, it chips away, you know. Mm. Um, for us... You know, be good around older people. Really put on a positive front. Put on a smile. Mm. And if you can, like as much as possible, check in that they're okay and let them know they'll be okay. Mm. Same with kids. You know, I was chatting to my daughter this morning. You know, she's um, fearful of where things are going to go for her. She's in a, in a band, but all the venues are, are shutting down. They're playing their last gig tonight, probably mm. to an empty house. But that's, that's, again, the way that it's going to be. And where's this going to go to? And it's, well... You know, if, if this is what's happening in your life at the moment, maybe going to some other areas you can be creative that don't rely on you being around a whole heap of people, that don't rely on, mm. on venues and, um, you know, a, a whole bunch of people um, being in constant and, and close communication with each other. Mm. Open up some space for yourself. And can I tell you, mm. um, it's a scary area for some people. Mm. We've constantly got headphones on, you know. Mm. You're constantly in front of the screen for some people, it's pretty frightening to open that space, but it might be an opportunity just to be able to actually think and find out what you're, you're about in yourself as well. 
Yeah, no, that's, um, would you believe the next podcast without spoiling it too much, someone is actually talking a lot about that, that I've got booked in because Corona actually means crown or head. So a virus of the head. So, you know, what's the bigger purpose of this virus getting out of our head and, you know, into our hearts. So that's all. Oh, look, I, yeah. I, I love it. So you've done the perfect lead in. Oh, get out of your minds, people. Get out of your mind. Your mind is the problem. Yeah. Your mind is the problem. You, you think that your mind is you. It sets up this construct that's actually not you. You're just listening to thoughts constantly. Mm. And they're thoughts from the past into the future. It's really, really hard. If you can step away from it, breathe, take stock, and get behind your mind, you'll realize that you're a consciousness. Yeah. You're a consciousness with all these gifts in the background. Your mind's just one tool. Mm. Your body's a tool. Your mind's a tool. Your heart's a tool. And all these things allow you to, to gather experience, all right? That's mm. why we're here. We're gathering experience and all of us are working to a position where we're hoping to be better off ourselves, but mm. also contribute in a way where the people around us are going to be better off because we've been involved with their lives. That's the game. Yeah. I think that's, if, if everyone just takes a step back and breathes and, you know, thinks bigger picture and we're all going to get through it, I think it will all be... You know, it's going to be some, you know, challenging, tough times ahead, but it's it's where it's going to lead us. And I think that's where we need to to focus of all those opportunities to change for the better. And I think that's the best way forward. What's your, um, I asked all my guests this, this is probably an interesting question to finish on. I go, I ask it all the time, but for people to find their will to live their most fulfilling life, it's probably a really, a really sort of interesting time for them to do that. I'd love to sort of get your take on what your, um, advice would be to people there at this point in time yeah or in general but yeah in general but i think at this point in time as well if it's different okay. well i guess if, if we go full circle you know if if you're looking at what would be great advice you know from my opinion and my experience hmm. um it's it's accepting that things things always change and change always evolves I think that's that's from my point of view um, the basis of acceptance. Except mm. that evolution can be long, it can be short. All right, you can't always force it. Mm. It's often put upon you, and that you've got the resilience, you've got the resources to ride things out. You will you will work through it, but to accept mm. yourself and understand yourself comes down to being able to decide: um, Can I be okay with this? You know, am I okay in this moment? Okay with this thought, because most of the things coming up for you are thoughts that are fear-based. Change that fear to a thought that's basically, you know, I'm going to be okay. Mm. And the fear drops and it opens up the way to creativity. Mm. With creativity, you know, beautiful things can happen because your nature blossoms. It opens up. So, you know, some great advice, I guess. Um, things evolve. And when you accept yourself, you're ready for that evolution and you become part of the process of it because you're simply flowing through it. Oh my God. Oh, that's that's going to go into the marketing material that bit, but thank you um, so much, Mark, for your time today. I really appreciate um, sharing those thoughts and those elders, elders perspectives or the last um, 30 years, but I think it's so important. I think you've brought a lot of calm and, and peace to a lot of people, which is really, really great. Oh, thanks. And thanks so much for having me on today, Angela. It was really great connecting again. Awesome. Take care. Bye. Take goodbye to Noddy. Bye, Noddy. <laughs> bye, Noddy. <laughs> bye. I'm Angela Lee, and you've been listening to Will to Live, the podcast. 
You can join us on Facebook in our Will to Live online community, that's L-I-V, Facebook group or follow Angela Lee on social media and at www.angelalee.com.au. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to pay for the gifts of living, please share with your friends and if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast. Thanks so much.